Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello everyone, welcome to My Millennium Money, I'm Glenn James and this is John Pigeon and we're joining you for part two of How to Work Smarter Not Harder and we've asked Laura to hang around from last week. G'day Laura, welcome back. Hello boys, Laura, good to see you both. Thanks for coming back in. Thanks thanks for coming back <laughs> My in. My pleasure. This following week. <laughs> so we are a podcast about money matters, more so infotainment if you after financial advice, you're in the wrong place, you need to go to sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help and we can get you advice particular to your situation. So, until you do that, this is just entertainment for the masses. It is. It so, is indeed. Let's entertain. But we also entertain with a podcast called Gen Z Money, which is for those who are under 24 years old. So, if you want some little extra content uh, targeted at a a younger demographic. Uh, we also do My Millennial Property that John Pigeon runs with Emily Wallace. And you guys just do weekly, 20 minutes, pow, pow, yeah. property. We are killing it at the minute. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and we've also got My Millennial Career, which is Shell and M, And they're just all about your career and making a better version of you uh, because we've all got a, a job or a career. So, we need to always learn and be encouraged. And of course, if you want another little hack, you can go to My Millennial Money Express, which is just me, their little 10-minute episodes. If I feel like having a bit of a rant, I'll jump on and press record. Or it's most days. Most days. So, thanks for listening. We obviously can't do this podcast without help and we've enlisted the help from our show partner, Sun Super. They've got a great online member dashboard. So, uh, I'm a member of Sun Super. Uh, I, I can just jump in and other people can jump in. Uh, you can look at your super balance, how your balance has changed over time, all the transactions you've made on your account. Make sure that you, uh, your employer has been putting money in the account. You can see the returns for your main investment option and so much more. The app's really cool and easy to use as well. So thank you to Sun Super. Remember, if you are reviewing your superannuation, make sure you throw them in the mix. Absolutely. All right, you guys ready to work smarter, not harder, part two? Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, this episode, uh, John has written some notes as talking points, kind of his mindset uh, and vibe around working smarter, not harder. So, John, what have you got for us today to have a chat about? All right. So, I've got 10 key points to take away today, which um, some of them probably can relate to each other, but I'm going to keep them separate anyway, Laura. I'll have a bit of a yarn around that. I mean, rip in. Let's do it. Okay. So my first one is proper planning to understand long game outcomes. Now, we're not talking just business owner. We're not talking employee. We're talking anyone. When we're doing any sort of planning or about to enter into something, we've got to think what is our long game? What do we want from this task that we're doing at our desk? What do we want from this... I don't know, health kick that we're on, like we've got to be thinking what's the long game because that gives us the motivation to, to number one, be consistent with it but it also gives us a feeling that or, or a bit of a check to say, yeah, this is actually important to me. So you're saying, we always say it, just a bit of strategy. I didn't want to use the word but you did so let's use it. It's strategy, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. So mm. good. Two? Let's do it. Uh, 
It's going to be a quick episode. Love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get deeper. Um, utilize key personnel that specialize in key areas. Now, it's probably more the business owner this one, but you can outsource things in your life that make you much more efficient and delegate the non-productive roles. So one of them for us personally at home is a cleaner. Love it. I'm, I don't have a cleaner. Oh, my and privilege, I, John. Oh, my privilege. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a cleaner. But then when you start to think, what's my – maybe this is more in business, but what's my hourly rate? Why would I not just – why would I spend Correct. the time? It It's totally in mind. Um, yeah. When you think about it that way, it's like why not? Why would you not be doing that? And, and it is – we, we had to argue with ourselves because like I didn't want to get a cleaner. I just didn't want to be that person that was known that the person that had a, or he had a cleaner, right? It just didn't sit well with me, not from where I grew up and everything else. But when we think about what a cleaner costs and what we can do with our time as a family when the house is getting cleaned, it's an absolute no-brainer. And um, it's just one example of, a, I suppose, a non-productive task for us as a family. Well, another example john uh and we we talk about this a lot like a mortgage broker like why do all the research and use your time that you really don't know what you're doing let's be clear yes um researching a heap of lenders where you can just go to a mortgage broker and say hey i'm looking at a mortgage here's my situation and they'll go yep leave with me i'll do some legwork yeah so that's that outsourcing the menial tasks totally totally yeah now i would say on the cleaning front that if if you're struggling to make ends meet and you just want to clean it because um, you don't like doing it, then that's a different conversation. But um, yeah, it's it's just looking at the non non-productive tasks in your life and can I del- outsource those? Basically. So, like, would you say if you didn't need to do washing, if you were like, do I need to wash these clothes today, tomorrow, next day? Why not? Just don't worry about it. <laughs> Why not? Non-productive. Whatever's non-productive to you, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> you do you. Yes. Yeah, you do you. That's but it's, right. But it's also, a, um, I think, working smart is actually knowing your values. Correct. And it's some people are like, oh, I'll just freaking vacuum and mop myself. No yes. big deal. Yeah, and I'll listen to some music and it makes yeah. me feel good and but that, that's great. You don't. You would value going, all right, kids, and aim, let's go down to the beach for an hour while the cleaner's here. Yes. So then we walk sand back through the clean house. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I thought so. Correct. So, yeah, I, I, would, yeah. I would, yeah, really say, like, you know, we don't want to come off privileged, but, no. you know, anyone who lives in this freaking country is more privileged than other places on earth. So, Absolutely. chill out. But, yeah. yeah, it's just the values play in dependent mm. on your situation. Yes, Um, and I think you mentioned this last episode, Glenn, performing one task at a time to ensure efficiency. I think this whole multitasking thing is a little bit overrated and can can often stress us out. Uh, We're we're not as productive as if we're focusing in on one thing only. Now, there's a difference to that as opposed to going for a, a walk to get exercise and listening to music because that calms my mind. We can be doing two things Well, at that's once. more layering. Layering was the word I was after, yes. And who did we speak to Kate about? Kate McCullum. Kate, yes. And, uh, yeah, that that Love was – Yeah, it's it's layering your life, Laura. Right, mm. layering your life. So you don't listen – you wouldn't listen to a podcast and be learning something while you're walking? Does, does that – I could do as, that, that's, yes. That's, that's okay. education and that's exercise, absolutely yeah. layer. But that's not multitasking. Yeah. Multitasking gotcha. is trying to email something while you're on a phone call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they can hear the clicking. <laughs> <They can> hear <laughs> That's it. the thing. <laughs> yeah. And last episode, I did mention the Harvard Business Review uh, article. You can just Google Harvard Business Review multitasking. It's the first, epi- uh, the first post and it's titled, You Can't Multitask. So stop. Uh, efficiency can drop by as much as 40%. Mm. Crazy. Wow. So that's as good as half in my book. Yeah. Um, so next one, regularly check in to assess best practice. So what's an example of that? Well, I haven't got a, a specific one straight away, but I think we we do things consistently and we might be doing them every day just um, without really thinking about doing them. It's just a subconscious thing we're doing 
and then we don't check in to think, well, actually, can I be doing this different? Can I be doing this smarter, more efficiently? Do I need to be doing it at all? Um, I just think, yeah. Well, yeah, I've got an example just as you said that, John, and Laura would be aware of this as well. Like if you're an employee in a small business and you're doing the social posts or something like that, there's a thing called Canva, which again, that's working smarter in your team. Mm. And it could be, hey, boss, you know, we're doing this stuff, but we can set up some templates and we'll put a link to Laura's website in the show notes because you sell some Canva templates. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we do them for social tiles, media kits, proposals, even pretty much everything in terms of online. So that's a thing like you you could be creating a, a monthly newsletter PDF or something for your business. Totally. The best practices are like just get Canva, load all your colors in. It'll take two seconds. Mm. And also um, talking like buy a pre-built template because it means that you just fill in the blanks. Yeah, how good There's is that? a structure there. Design-wise, it, you don't need to be a designer to use it. And the other thing I love about Canva is, and this is the working smarter, not harder piece, is if you're on the pro account, you can actually click, they have a resize button. So you could create an A4 PDF and then you could resize it into Instagram tiles mm. and that it takes all the designs over. So it's really like it takes the legwork out of creating content. And if you use it in work or, you know, resume templates, there's some really good ones in there. Like there's so much you, know, you can if, do. If you're listening and you work at a medical practice, this is what you need to do. Because I'm sick of bloody going to a specialist or a doctor and they're like, oh, you're a new patient here, fill out this and you get the pen and paper. Freaking make a type form. Totally. And that, you know, then it just gets emailed to the reception or whatever and then they can just copy and paste. Like we're not having to work out someone's handwriting. Like the amount of inefficiencies that are in the world mm. at the moment because businesses haven't checked in on best practices to really look at efficiencies. Mm. This whole kind of couple of episodes, it's just about to get you thinking how you can do things more efficient in your working life and in your personal life because that's working smarter. Yeah. Hiring a car. Nightmare. Yes. Paperwork. Like old printers that they're... It's horrendous. So Mm. the amount of inefficiencies and even like a heap of the local cafes around here... You rock up, you're like, I'll have a this or that. And they put the money, they they dial the numbers into the till and then into the FPOS terminal. It's like we're doubling up. Why like, don't they? Just yeah. get a freaking square unit and just do it once. Yeah. So yeah. it's um, being tighter means working harder. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? You're not getting the pro version because <laughs> I don't want to spend the money. Oh, totally. I'm being it's tighter. Like- all right. Well, You're I'm, agreeing to work harder. Yeah. Yeah. You totally. That's the, that's the dance with um, investing in uh, professional advice. Mm. I yes. want to pay an accountant to run their eyes over a, a, a spreadsheet if I did salary sacrifice my car, for example, yeah. rather than trying to do it yourself. The, that's the efficiencies there. It, it might feel, particularly the first few times, like, you know, yes, there's a heap of people that run their own business that listen. We, you know, run our own thing. It takes time in terms of risk factor to go, mm. I don't want to part with my $300 to pay for a professional to mm. do it. I mean, you don't change the oil in your own car. You pay a mechanic. So, how is that different with getting advice on your own money or your own business? Yeah. It's just this mindset. So, totally. I think working smarter can mean checking your risk tolerance to investing in things. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And even, you know, getting that specialist advice with the accountant example, you could find actually one of these products that I have or one of these services I provide is not profitable at all. (laughs) So understanding that helps you to then go, let's cut that. No one's even buying that. Why do we even have it? Mm. So it helps you to, from a business perspective, to go, oh, if I didn't get a specialist to look at it, maybe I'd never know that this is actually just costing us money. Yeah, and even like I just can't stress enough, like if you're in a job and you take bookings for new customers or whatever, just tell your boss about type form or jot form or whatever, dot form, I don't even know Mm. what they're bloody called. But how do we do it so 
when the customers come in, you already have all their information. Yeah. It's a smoother process. The yeah. customer's more happy and you're working smarter. The customer's happy. Totally. Just Even Calendly or Timely or Acuity, they're the scheduling platforms. So you're not going back and forth via email. Can you do 4 p.m.? No, I can't do that. That Those programs are such time savers. Yeah. yeah. So it's that investment and – See, the thing is in kind of the business world, and this is apparent whether you're an employee or not, um, we talk about hard dollars and soft dollars. So, as an example, yes, I can do my own bookkeeping myself because it's quote-unquote cheaper. But the amount of soft cost that it takes in terms of my time uh, and the stress that it spends on me. So, yeah, hard dollars, it's actually cheaper if I sit down and do my own bank recs all day long. But soft cost, no freaking way because the amount of time and drama that it costs. So, with your job where you're working at the moment, I want you to always be active in looking at the things that you can do to make things better. Mm. Yeah, and you might be listening here saying, well, I already do a lot of these things but I'm picking up one or two things. Or you might be listening thinking, hell, I've actually never thought about how I am working, so hopefully there's uh, there's some benefit either way. Next one I had was asking yourself, and this is probably more the business owner, but the the employee can definitely take something from this. What roles am I doing that doesn't directly create revenue? So when I was in franchising hundreds of years ago, Glenn, mm. they were always on to us about saying, "What are you doing in your day that's creating revenue, and what are you doing that's not creating revenue?" Right, so when you actually sit down and look at that, it's a really interesting exercise because you find yourself sitting there doing tasks. That, Hang on a minute, why am I doing this? It's not actually going to be a benefit to the bottom line. So why am I doing it? Yeah, and even I think part of that is is finding your zone of genius. You know, I think a lot of the time we as business owners think, oh gosh, no one else could do do the do this the way that we do it, and like I know for me, I'll be like, no, like no one else could communicate with the clients. Like that's me. Yeah. That's the expectation. But actually, no, nah, they could. Client <laughs> doesn't give a crap. Yeah. Client doesn't care. <laughs> so it's funny. It's like actually knowing what your your zone of genius is is really helpful, and and it helps as an employee as well. Knowing this is what I'm. He- this is what they're paying me for. Yeah. And if there are parts that that don't actually require my expertise, then maybe that's where we, we look at outsourcing or delegating to someone else. Yeah, yeah. And and for the employee, maybe looking at, well, is this task that I'm doing actually helping the business or am I just doing it because of red tape? Totally. Like, I think too many meetings go on in this world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a wild. And, you know, if you're part of a team and, you know, you spend all day on email and all that stuff – I mean, you could suggest to your boss, it's like, hey, we do a lot of communication here, a lot of stuff going everywhere. Can we try Slack Mm. and get everyone on it? It's a good app. It's a good web-based thing. And we rarely use email internally and we don't pay for Slack Mm. because I don't need to pay for it because the the paid feature is, you know, if you get over 10,000 messages, they're archived and like, geez, we're bloody... (laughs) messaging like oh what's everyone having for lunch like in the totally team chat like yeah. it, it just it doesn't really matter so it kind of suits yeah. what we need it for but yeah. could you also do could you also suggest to your boss hey we we communicate on slack on email a lot can we do an hour where it's device free or like do not disturb zone where we're all just going into that deep work zone no no client emails, no internal messaging. Could you do something like that where there's a – you at least know there's an hour a day where I am just getting my work done? Mm. Yeah, there's a, uh, a thing. You can buy them on eBay and they're like a red-green little light. And for those yes. in open plan offices or whatever uh, – and it's obviously at the moment with COVID and all that crap that's happened this year might be different. But could you say to the team, it's like, hey, let's just invest in all these – lights over the office yeah and if it's red at the top i just don't want to be interrupted yeah so I love that. that's working smarter mm. maybe nath needs one of these as well no, he needs two. little hat um, you could wear it <laughs> but i will say like 
a lot of this stuff, you know, you are listening, you're an employee of a business. You've got to, again, be aware and feel the temperature. If you've been there 10 minutes, don't kick the door down to the manager's office and go, we need to do this, 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 yeah, this, yeah. this. Use <laughs> yeah. a bit of discretion. Be there a couple of months. This podcast in, told me. Yeah, implement <laughs> one thing at a time. Um, yeah. Just be a bit self-aware that, you know, because there's been a lot of people coming to jobs that I've worked at over time and they've been there 10 minutes and everything we do sucks and it's just, you just look like a bit of a fool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. There was an old saying that said, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. So I'm throwing that out the window today. Mm-hmm. We've got to time chunk our days and our weeks so that we become an efficient person, not necessarily a busy person. So whether you're unemployed, employed, business owner, entrepreneur, whoever, I think you've, you're going to be a much more efficient person, efficient person if you time chunk. Love it. You love it? I know I do. And that's where I that's where I was talking about theming my days and you guys thought I meant like dressing up in, in a in an outfit. <laughs> oh, that's like a what unicorn. You now I get that's it. what I mean. <laughs> so like actually going, I allocate this amount of time to this project or to this client yeah. or and and you know, for me, I will sometimes if I'm feeling distracted, I'll be like, right, I'm gonna put a twenty minute timer on my phone and I just have twenty minutes to make some form of progress. So if you are having weeks or days where you're like, I just can't be bothered or you're working from home and it's hard, you know, managing all the, all the things working from home, then set a timer and just make it little mini goals throughout the day. Yeah. Little wins. Yeah. Yeah. And it's quite enjoyable to, to stop something knowing that your time's up and you start something different. It just keeps your mind active, doesn't it? Totally. I would encourage everyone to watch the documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And it's basically about how everyone's addicted to their device uh, in some capacity. Now, what I've been doing lately is putting my phone on Do Not Disturb, putting it in the other room or on the floor, actually not on my desk upstairs when I work because you're actually just out of habit doing bad things. Yeah. So how can you yeah, time chunk your world to just be more efficient? Yeah, and I, I stray away from work-life balance because it should be just a lifestyle balance, right? You should have downtime for you to absolutely do nothing and be fine with that. Whatever your nothing is, is is yours. I drew this circle the other day that uh, Jess is putting together for an Instagram post and it, it should be up there already by the time this episode comes out. And it's going to be like how to be efficient or how to have the best quality life, right? And it was the pie thing. And so it was the pie. And then up the top, there was a, a wedge and it said sleep eight hours the left-hand side of the wedge, it's going to be like one hour and it's going to be like reading slash mindfulness slash spirituality. The other side of the wedge, one hour, uh, it's going to be exercise. So you got an hour of exercise, eight hours of sleep, an hour of reading mindfulness, spirituality stuff. And then the rest of the pies, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone might say, oh, well, shouldn't it be quality family time? It's like, well, you do those three things you'll be amazed of the quality of life that you will have. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah, totally. Uh, so can't do enough of that. Whether you use the pen and paper like Glenn does or you just use a calendar on your laptop, then that's fine just as long as you're chunking it out. And I think um, my experience with family means that you have to do that more than anyone uh, to just to survive because, you know, you've yeah. got to run from one thing to the next and, and juggle this whole family thing that's, um, that's real. Uh, as, a, as a single person with maybe not as many responsibilities of other people in their life, I'd say, well, still time chunk because you're going to be more efficient doing the things that you want to do and not just lazing around saying, well, I just uh, lost a day there because I was, didn't have any focus. You know what I found like of a morning, like I now go for a walk of a morning, like I used to, but I got out of habit and all that. And so I, when I wake up in the morning, talk about time chunk. Remember you wake up, roll over, it can be freaking half hour, 40 minutes and you've been on your phone. 
Yeah. Totally. Like just social yeah. media, news or whatever. Yeah. I make sure I'm up with my joggers on before I pick, like look at my phone. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm so many times it's like, oh, it's freaking 8.30. I need to get out of bed now. Yeah. I've been awake <laughs> for an hour. Oh. I could have actually gone on a walk. Yeah. And we're also very addicted to notifications. So it's really easy to go from checking Instagram. Oh, it's social. And then all of a sudden you're in your email. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's a slippery slope from all, there. All my notifications are off. Yeah, I don't yeah. turn them on. Yeah. So good. I need an alarm clock, but I also don't trust alarm clocks to do yeah. what they're supposed to do. See, I was, with the phone thing, I don't turn on my phone until I've got home from exercise. That's so good. So I use my Garmin as an alarm. Right. Um, so that gets me out of bed. I don't have to reach over and snooze it because I can't. So you're talking about your watch? My watch, yeah. So you sleep with your watch on and you have that as your alarm? Alarm, yeah. Wow. See, yeah. The olden days. I don't I have that. an alarm. I wake up naturally at around seven. Really? Yeah, but I, I need to get it done before kids get up. Sure. So Sucked in for having kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sucker. <laughs> All right, next one. In, on and forward of the task. Now, a what, little bit more of a... that? In, on, and forward of the task. Right. So I'm in the task. I'm uh, I'm looking on the task as though it was third person, and I'm thinking forward of the task, thinking where is this going? Cool. Right. So it's a little bit like my first one of proper planning, but and it, and I got taught this as a as a business owner it was like okay. Um, take the self-employed, traditional self-employed, 99% of the time they're in the business, can't see the tree for the woods. I've got to remove myself and and be uh, on the business for a small chunk of the week and then I've got to spend some time working forward of the business. What's the next 10 years doing? So we, we can apply the same principle to every task that we're doing as well. So different one there. Check in to research Best practices in the industry could we uh, there could be key tech that produces a better outcome. So, plenty of those, aren't there? Yeah, and I mean we covered that with the Slack thing with Canva with um, Calendly, Calendly yeah. type yeah. form. Yeah, I mean tech, it should make your life so much more efficient. Mm-hmm. But do you reckon it's actually done a full circle and turned us into inefficient because we're now can't get off it? I think there's a difference between efficiency. And effectiveness, and I think sometimes we think we're being so efficient, but it can be like, well, is that even effective? Has it yeah. moved us any closer? Yeah, we've got a lot of tasks done, but has that moved us any closer to mm. our big goal? Yeah. So I think sometimes I know what you're saying. Like sometimes the all jumping in and out of ten different programs yeah. can actually be an inefficiency in yeah. itself yeah. as well. But yeah, look. Again, think outside and see, is there something that can, has maybe developed in the world that can maybe... Well, I, but I think it's that, um, you know, if you're doing a task every, you know, it might be in your team. It's like, can you organize, go to your manager and say, hey, can we at the next team meeting just do an autopsy on this task? Because we've been doing it for a while and it's got different people that touch it and all that stuff. But I think it's like, let's do an autopsy and see why we're doing stuff. And I've shared this example before that I stole from a a book and when they, in the army or something now, when they go to fire a cannon, I'm butchering this, but go with me, they say we um, set up the cannon, then we wait 12 seconds or whatever it is, then we fire. And that's how the army do it. And I should look up the real one. But so basically they're like, oh, you know, David walks in and goes, oh, why do we actually wait 12 seconds? And they're like, oh, it was an old fashioned thing. You know, we had to wait time for the horses to leave so they're not get scared. Yeah, yeah. So I think we always need to do autopsies on our tasks, be it in uh, mm. as a team at work, as a small business or as your own personal life, why are we doing things? And yeah. if we're doing it just because that's the way we always did it, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. But even things like batching tasks make a big difference. I know for me if, I'm, if I have to write a bunch of content 
you know, I will try to do that in one, you know, the time chunk thing. But in your personal life, it could be food prep on Saturday afternoons, food prep for the week or whatever it is. I did that when we were on the phone the other day. Yes. And like, that's so good. So like things like that, it doesn't just have to be in work. It could be in your health. Like it could be, okay, this is, I map out my week and I choose when I'm going to exercise and I commit to that. Or if you can't, if you're finding it hard to do that, then can you do it with a friend so you won't bail? Like things like that to actually set yourself up for wins, I think also help. Yeah, for sure. This one's more of the business owner mind of building systems to be replaceable. Yeah, I love that. So pretty self-explanatory that, but... um, Well, it's not. I don't actually understand. (laughs) (laughs) So the business owner is... Oh, to replace you. Yes. Yes, Yes. sure. As an employee, you might be quite scared about that because like, can they replace me? And now I'm out of a job, like a robot's taken my job. Mm -hmm. But essentially uh, this whole passive versus active thing that we've got going on, um, it's building a system that replaces some of your income or some of your labour that allows you to be more sustainable long term or get out of work altogether or whatever floats your boat. Mm. Yeah. Do you get it now? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, might get scared with the job you're in, you know, a robot might take over my job. So this is happening like in financial services, like uh, with um, robo advice and all that stuff, but people still want to talk to a real person to say, hey, what do you think? Because at the moment, a computer can't tell if there's a spouse and their partner that one's squabbling and one isn't. So there is still a need for people. Uh, surgeons, you know, there's machines that operate on prostates at the moment. I understand that the surgeon still needs to operate the machine or, you know, mm. keyhole surgery and they've got little things. And yeah. uh, so I think, yes, tech is making our life more efficient, but it's not 100% uh, removing jobs no. you know, unless you work in a factory. Yeah, but also it could be, well, how do you make yourself irreplaceable in the business? And maybe it's that you, if you're someone who's permanently learning, so always upskilling, you know, outside of work or as part of your role, then that makes you a really invaluable, valuable, really valuable member of the team. So I think with that tech side you can kind of on the flip side, you can go, right, well, what, what does a human do that robots can't do yeah. or that, that a software or program can't do and how do I lean into that more? Mm. Yeah, and I think maybe through this, um, this COVID period, it's, it's taught a lot of people that I may need to have an extra skill set that, that um, doesn't make me as vulnerable next time I come into a situation like this. Totally. Um, to to upskill or to side skill or get yeah. out altogether. Yeah. What else you got there, Johnson? This is my last one, but yes. I reckon it's my biggest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do this. Not many people want to do it, but they need to do it because it makes your day, your week, your life run a lot easier. You need to get the toughest job out of the da- out of the way first every day. So if you've got a tough phone call to make and you keep putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, the day is a uh, very inefficient one. It's, it's hard. It's a, uh, it'd be a wild breakup phone call at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> hey, darling. You wake. Got some news. <laughs> <laughs> but then the rest of the day's a breeze. <laughs> totally. Yes. So it's a tough one to get your head around because if you look at the list of your things to do, and hopefully you've written some things down to do, you look at the toughest one, so I'll put that off. I'll, I'll wait till after lunch to do that. It's a quite a common trait for a lot of people. Uh, I think if we can get into the mindset of getting that one done early. There, was a, there's, so well, there is a sales trainer guy in America. He's probably about a million years old now called Brian Tracy. And yes. he, he's got a book called Eat That Frog. Ah, uh, yes. So it's a good book. A bit of plagiarism there. It's yeah. another tip. Steal other people's points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you've nailed that. Yeah, John, you've just <laughs> plagiarised. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> but eat that frog. Eat that frog. So that's yeah. all about doing the yeah if, doing the yeah. difficult task. Yeah, first. it's like if you uh, if you had to eat a frog tomorrow, that's pretty bad. 
eat it first in the morning. Mm. Yuck. Yeah. Look, everything that we're talking about, we're not the first to create it ever. No. Totally. Nothing new under the sun. No. Yeah. So that that's we want to make sure that we're only well. this new <laughs> hair care that I'm promoting today. <laughs> Now, we're going to have a quick break and we'll be right back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. And now, for the most highly regarded, auspicious moment in podcast history in Australia, which maybe isn't as big as it should be, it is the My Millennial Money Community Member of the Week. Well, John, thanks for all those points. No worries. A few bangers there. And again, we want to just be an encouragement for you uh, with how to do things different in your life. So, you know, I they call it the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and th- expecting a different result. Mm. So maybe if you've got a bruised forehead from banging the brick wall, mm. probably not going to help banging it anymore. Right. So, uh, yeah, so we just want to encourage you all to think of one or two things that you can do differently and more efficiently in your work, in your life, in your small business, in your health, in your relationships, in your anything else, Okay. Now, we've got Community Member of the Week, so let's go. Yes. All right. So, this week's Community Member is Jack. He is 22 and from Wollongong. His job is a protection officer, which I don't really know what that means, but that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> the money something. goal. Protecting uh, something. Yeah. I would imagine either uh, works in a correctional facility. Right. Or maybe one of those people that... Um, drive around cash vans. Like armor guard? Yeah. Right. Jack, confirm. Confirm with us what that means, but I love it. So money goal. Jack's money goal is to save about 100K for an investment property. Amazing. Um, And how he's achieving this goal is he's working pretty long hours and traveling from Wollongong to Sydney every day and also has created a saving implementation to try to keep on track. So cool. So, silliest money mistake will always buy the new iPhone when it's released and can't bring myself to not pre order it. Wow. Ooh. I feel like you and, you and Jack would get along. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> just thinking that. Well, but here's the thing I've had this iPhone now for two years. Yeah. And the battery's now just starting to go. Yeah. yeah. So, do I take it in, get a new battery, which I don't. Can you do that at Apple? I don't know. Mm. Um, or what I'm actually doing, all these talk about social media. I've got an old iPhone 6 yeah. that is pretty much dead. But when I get my new iPhone, um, I'm keeping all the social media on this one. Yeah. And the other iPhone will just have like email and text and like Love Slack. It. So A burner phone as a well. A burner phone, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's good. Burner phone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Secrets. what they are? Ah. Top secret phones. So if you were having an <laughs> extra marital affair. You have a burner phone. You would have a burner yeah. phone, John. There you go. I reckon they're mostly Nokias, those burner phones. They <laughs> always look like they're not they're not a smartphone, are they? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of anyway. those throw out in the movies. Yeah. Um, exactly. Jack, that's really I don't know if this has been a setup or not, but him working harder to get his hundred K, I love that. Hmm. Right, it's it's working harder for a result. It's maybe not what Jack's going to do for the next fifty years, but he's doing it to get his hundred k. He's he's doing the extra miles to to Sydney um, and back. Well done, Jack. On so you, Jack. Good. Thanks for listening. Mm. Appreciate you, Jack. Love you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's back. <laughs> And here's Laura's burner phone number. <laughs> yeah, here's my burner phone number. <laughs> All right, Laura, thanks so much for, uh, thanks for having us. me. As always, a pleasure. 
And John, see you soon. Alright. Alright. Bye. Bye. Ta-ta. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more at sunsuper.com.au forward slash M3. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. So, guys, yeah. we haven't done an after party for a while. Yeah. So, if you're new to the podcast, sometimes after an episode, we just hang out. No real we agenda. We just live, laugh and love, don't we? We do it. We <laughs> so do it. And speaking of one-line sayings, uh, at the time of recording, um, last week, I had an eat, pray, love in Byron Bay. Yes. And... I got pulled over for speeding. Nice. Oof. I did, John. <laughs> wow. But I got let off with a warning. Did you? <laughs> oh, yeah. let off now? Who's your boy? <laughs> I thought that's all filmed. You can't. Johnson, my friend, you'll go far with me. How did you weed your way you out of that? that? Okay. Same. Number one, I... It wasn't a highway patrol car. It was a paddy wagon. Ah, <laughs> ah good one. I was going to say, the highway patrol wouldn't have... So, no. I was... Cru- it was a hundred zone. I was cruising along and then I saw up ahead a paddy wagon turn into the hundred zone and go. I've got my cruise control on 110, right? I go cruising past the copper. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what was the speed limit? 100. Why, why would you go past 10 over the limit? Oh, to be honest. You like danger, don't I you? I like danger. That- <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll see what is. happens. And he's let you off. Well, So I, um, so I'm cruising past, doing 110, just cruise control. Mm-hmm. And the next minute, the paddy wagon, it then pulled out behind me. I didn't know they had the speed. They don't. Oh, so they are. So they, uh, yeah. So, and, and he knew what he was doing. He knew what speed he was doing because he's got his right. own. Yeah, that's right. And <laughs> okay. See, the uh, they use like they used to use rodeos or something. I think they still do. Anyway, they're a Ute with a thing on the mm. back, yeah. and those speedos are so far out. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm cruising along, and it might have been 115. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> it's a dollar twenty, wasn't it? Um, no. Anyway, so cruising along, and then that pulls out behind me, and it like um, flashes me. I'm like, oh, great! So I pulled over, and do you get nervous? Nah, because I can't control the universe, John. <laughs> well, you could have. You put the brakes on. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, "Oh, do you know why? Do you know why I pulled you over?" I said, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, but anyway, his um, partner, she was with him. She was actually very rude to me. <laughs> oh, and like as in his 
Partner. Top partner. Oh, <laughs> Not his like, wife. Why is his wife there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I've got a funny. Your wife has been rude Okay, to I've me. got a funny story as well about weed car situation. Um, but anyway, like, and he's like, oh, and I said, yeah, look, to be honest, I thought it was, because I actually didn't really know the speed limit because there wasn't a sign for ages and I could just see a hundred sign right in front of me when he pulled me over. <laughs> and he goes, mate, we were following you. You're doing 120. And I categorically wasn't. Like his speedo, I think it was out, but whatever. And he goes, look, just got to slow down. I'm like, yeah, man, sorry, I'm going up to Byron and I'm probably due to stop anyway for some lunch. So anyway, the chick's like, all right, I'm going to run the plates. And the guy's like, oh, you're going to run it, are you? She's like, yeah. And so she goes and runs it and she comes back. She's like, oh, I had a few speeding fines I see. I'm like, yeah, only three. And she's like, just give me attitude. Which I get. How, when were those three? Were they recent? Mm, it's probably been 18 months since the no. last time. Because they, they'd fall off the edge after three years, wouldn't they? Well, it wouldn't go off. The points do, but yeah. not the record. They'd be still on there. Yeah, okay. I've got six points. So I've got seven left. So you get 13 in New South Wales. But um, yeah, and he's like, just slow down. And he's like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, oh, going up to Byron. He goes, oh, what are you doing up there? I'm like, oh, I'm just doing a bit of work, doing an online course and stuff. You didn't say you were doing an eat, pray, love. No, I didn't <laughs> tell him I was doing an eat, pray, love. But he goes, yeah, man. And they breath tested me and checked it all out. And yeah, it was good. So Turns she, out you're fine. she didn't get away then, obviously. She didn't get away. She would have booked mm. me. Um, do you know the other day um, my husband got, he got done for being on his phone ah. but with a camera oh yeah so um where at uh, it's in newcastle and any but they see you from so far away really? so their photos it was crazy seeing the photos because i'm sitting in the passenger seat on my phone and he must have been changing a song or doing something mm. and you see it it's so bright you can see me like sitting like this yeah. and then you can see him like they get you. They take so many photos. Really? And it was like that is – it's like four points for that one. Yeah, and it's not like hours. $500 something. It's a doozy. Yeah. It's an expensive exercise. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, so don't do that, friends. Get nah. CarPlay. Yeah. It's great. It's heaps, yeah, heaps well, I better. Yeah, I put an Alpine – no, not an Alpine. I, they didn't have the one I wanted in stock. I put a Pioneer head unit in the new Prado and it's got CarPlay. But how's so this? Good. The new CarPlay, wireless does bluetooth don't have to plug it in oh that's good yeah so good yeah so, that's that's good but speaking of like random people in cars so a couple of weeks ago i was up at my cousin's factory bay just working on the prado like we we're installing reverse camera and stuff and i'm like oh let's just you know we're in the middle of nowhere we're hungry i'm like let's just get some um kfc from menu log or whatever so ordered some kern and it <laughs> rocked up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got a got some kern and uh, kids fattening center. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> Max told me that. Oh wow! Oh, um, but anyway, so menu log rocked up, and this dude, like he's a fee player, young dude, he hopped out, but he had his mate in the car just cruising around with him. <laughs> And it's like he, I, his mate was holding it in the passenger seat. Uh, and it was just like, this is like, I don't care. It just felt weird. Are they splitting the... Um... Yeah, I don't know. It was like, you've been eating my chips, have you? Or... Yeah, he's on the take. Like, it was just funny. <laughs> and even like, um, you know, getting an Uber once. And it's like, there's a car seat in the back. It's like, oh, have you ever taken your kid Ubering with you? Because you're not allowed. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you had any funny situations? No. Nah. No, nah, pretty boring. Yeah. You're too sensible for that. No, nah, I'm not, but I just haven't had any lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I once when Uber, Uber had kind of just started and, and I was in the US and I said to the guy, um, oh, like, so you're an Uber driver. That's such a cool job. Like, and this is when you would be like, is this your full-time yes. job? Yeah. Like you, you'd hop time. in and you'd ask every time. Yeah. And so I, I asked him that and he just went off he was like why do you assume this is a good job why would you assume that it's it's maybe not a good job maybe it's a bad job why do you say that it's a good job and like me and my sister were like 
I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> we're just making small talk. Rating one. We don't know what to do. It was like so funny. We were like, okay, we're just not going to do that again. The small uh, talk and the. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a. Um, small talk can go bad. I, know. I had a guy in the US. I was with my other mate. I think, where were we? We're in. Yeah, we're in Texas. And he basically was begging us to give him a tip, like cash. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah. And did you give him a tip? Uh, I think, oh, I don't really carry any cash. I said, mate, i got $2 on me. You can have that. Like, it's Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. It's so bizarre. It's a lot more expected in Do you know States, what I though? don't like, particularly in Sydney? So this whole thing with... And it was probably, I've been in an Uber in Sydney for a, a year because of COVID and, you know, all that stuff. I've got the view now, if I'm staying at a hotel and need to go somewhere, I'd rather run out, grab a cab because you've got to wait a fair while, sometimes with Uber. Right. So for me, a cab's easier. And cabs have really picked up their game. Yeah. So they're a lot nicer um, than they used to be. But what, what's happening in Sydney, a lot of the cabbies now are getting the crappy old Toyota and it's like being in a cab, like no air con. Um, and they, I asked an Uber driver the other day, well, last, one of the last times I was in, can I turn the air con on? And he's like, oh, no, I'm hot. We're only going around the corner. Weird. Oh, no, he said no. no. He said, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm too cold. So but was that an Uber? Yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm getting telling the story. story. What's going on? I'm thinking two situations. (laughs) The aircon one was a cabbie in Melbourne, right? And Melbourne cabbies are wild. Mm. Gotcha. And yeah, he didn't want to turn the aircon on. No, you think it's because it just didn't work? I think they think they can save fuel by not having them on. Oh, yeah. It's so bad. Anyway, I've got to get early, get lunch. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> See ya. Bye. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.